You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 10, Savage Dragon Ongoing, issues 3 and 4. Chicago, a criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast. The podcast that's been chained in a basement too long. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Jeff Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And welcome to the Savage Fincast Retro, where unlike the normal Savage Fincast, where we review the latest, greatest Savage Dragon issues, we are going to take a look into the past. Take a look at those Savage Dragon classic issues that we didn't review as well as Savage Dragon-related spin-offs, And boy, have we got a couple of good ones for you today. A double-header, some might say. <laughs> yep, we're going to be uh, reviewing uh, Savage Dragon issue number four and issue number five, as well as their backups, of which both issues have one. So, Flipbooks, a little double flipbook action. Yeah. So we should get right into it. We no yeah. faffing about. Old meat and potatoes, baby. So, I want to say, I'm going to say something kind of controversial. <gasps> I think this is the first good Savage Dragon cover. You S of a B. <laughs> you S of a B. I got to kick your A. How could you say that? So, this is your first iconic cover? I think this is the first iconic cover. Except, you know, other than like the very first one for being first. Oh, sure. But I, uh, I, I got to say, Dragon looks a little wonky to me on this cover. But... Really? I think he looks like the most on-model as he would be in the modern era. Uh, his, his fin's a little bit off, but otherwise it doesn't have a lot of segments. It's almost at a 45-degree angle to his face. I like. I just uh, like his face. His face looks very good. Yeah. I will say a funny thing, uh, coming hot off of uh, Episode 9's retro review, I became aware of something I cannot unsee, and I see it on this cover right now. There was a trend in the 90s to uh, give your characters old man eyebrow. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Dragon's got the old man eyebrow it's going on. Wispy. Uh... Yeah. Curled up. <laughs> I will say yeah. one, one weird thing about this cover is that Barbaric is in his cop uniform. Dude, I love it. I mean, it looks good, but Dart isn't in a cop uniform, I mean. I mean, come on. You know why. Oh, I know why. <laughs> Didn't we just review Tribe recently? Mm, yes. Just saying. Butts. Butts. Butts, Butts are on Rooney top. eyebrows. Bottoms are on top. Yeah, you're not going to ruin that butt with cop pants. Get out of town. But uh, I, I, I like everything about this cover. I mean, it's not the best cover ever. I'm just saying it's the best until now. For me. Well... You're entitled to your opinion, Mr. Purcell. What about you, Craig? Weigh in on this cover. It's good. I mean, 
I would grab it. I saw it in the stands. I'd be like, holy crap, there's a giant cop dude and uh, some hot chick with a giant ass gun. And there's Dragon. I'm going to buy this issue. I'm now, doing it. now, do either of you know what the hell the squeaky part of these credits is all about? Squeaky no. wonk? So, for the listeners, fill them in. Well, on, on the credits page, everyone's first name is Squeaky. Not their squeaky, name. Squeaky Larson, Squeaky Eliopoulos, Squeaky Olaf, Squeaky Rude, Squeaky Cole, Squeaky Wong. Oh my god, it goes all the way to the bottom until yeah. you get to the like publisher. Yeah, it, it keeps going. And I don't know why. I, I want to know why. I wish I knew, dude. I am... What? Oh, dude, you know what? Did you read the letters page? Did the letters page mention it? What do you want to bet that, like, Michelle knows why? Or Gavin. I bet Gavin knows why, too. I don't think so. Like, was this well, the we're going to find out, listeners. Was this the year squeaky for Roan? Like, <laughs> like, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. I don't even know what that is. Mm, I'll let you Google it. <laughs> you know, I will say that uh, I like this panel of, like, uh, you know, dragon walking towards everyone. Yeah. Is that Rita Meter maid? Mm, yeah, I think she... Probably. Little off model. If Well, it, was, it may be her first appearance, but that's definitely John Day. John Day, one hundo. I think I think that's a first appearance of Rita Meter made. Yep, makes sense. Do you guys notice like in the early issues I feel like maybe it's just me, like when there's a lot of flies around dead people. Yes. Like arachnid that's how, and... that's how you know they're dead. <laughs> I liked it though. I think it's yeah, kind of a cool too. visual. It's better than stink lines. <laughs> stink lines. <laughs> I don't know if it's better, but I do like it. Yeah, this double-page spread of Dragon, like, descending the steps to see Hordus in the basement. Oh, that's TNT. Oh, it was yeah. good, because this was set up for a while. You know, yep. we saw those panels, like, hello. Like, you never saw, like, what was happening, but you heard a voice coming from the basement for maybe, was it one issue or two issues? I think, it's, I think it was two. I think it was two of the last three. Yeah. Maybe even. That's good. Uh, probably not all of them. Probably just two. The kind of thing I don't think you get enough of in the done in one era. Yeah, I do miss that the build up. The build up, yeah, I like the build up. And what's funny is it was a build up to an important character too. What Hortus? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, still alive. You're right. She is still alive. Still, still, still alive. Still action. Cool visual. Yep, she has one of the more iconic visuals. I mean, her, her and her visual like predates Dragon by a lot. Yeah, I, I do think I, I do enjoy the the stairwell down to the basement. Mm-hmm. It, on the, the page after the splash. Yep. It's quite Agreed. A, quite a stairwell down to a basement. Dude, it's awesome though. It's one of those rule <laughs> of cool things. It's one of those rule of cool things that I'm like, I'll take that like Super Mario Brothers two stairway. <laughs> any day of the week over just a normal real stairwell. <laughs> and weird fact, do you guys know Hortus is based on an actual lizard? Uh yeah. Yes. I think I did yep. know that. Yeah. Just letting you know. Just just wasn't like yeah, she's I bet got you an don't know what thing. it is called. No, I don't. Neither do I. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe you do. Those clouds for some reason on the uh wagon wheel panel above Hortus things 
Don't you guys think those clouds still kind of look like really good to this day? It's the God Rays. It is the God Rays, dude. Good old DeKalb, Illinois. Yeah, it still looks good. I like that Horridus mouth, like, too, like where she's, like, got her head tilted back. Mm -hmm. It's not an angle you get a lot. Mm. Somehow Eric gets away with lollipop trees. Lollipop yeah. trees? Where? Where? Just it's the circular in the, trees in the, of the branches. In the oh, yeah, ones. dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I like dude, them. I, guys, I totally forgot that that uh, um, Frank, what's Frank's last name? Darling. Yeah. Mildred Darling was hot at one point. Wow. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mildred. <laughs> hot Mildred. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who is this? Oh, shit, Mildred? Oh, man. 30 years will do a lot to you. Yeah. yeah. She was pretty smoking back in the day. Forgot I about can, that. I could see why old Frankie did it. But, uh, and well, Frank's always been gray. So how much, how old is he? I mean, you know. But anyway, um, so <laughs> this is a follow up to all the stuff with Frank. Apparently, he, Mildred's got a broken, uh, uh, leg, and Frank is pretty sure that. The vicious circle is responsible. Yeah, like she doesn't know. She thinks that someone just bumps into her, bumped into her, and she fell. But it's more than likely the vicious circle goons got to her, and she doesn't know it. Sending Frankie a little message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh... and so this ties into what we've been talking to about in previous fincasts, like what's going on in this this comic and in guest appearances in other comics is that Frank's sending Dragon out to other cities to kind of get him out of the picture. Right. For fear that the vicious circle is going to, you know, rat him out because he hired them or someone connected to the vicious circle to uh, blow up his, was it his cousin's place? Cousin. Yes, it was yeah, his cousin's a, place. Yeah. Cousin's warehouse. To yep. try to get Dragon kind of to convince him to to join the force to see make it make him see that it was pretty gnarly out there but he didn't expect his cousin to die and now he's in a pickle and skullface found out so they're blackmailing him yep yep anyone else think uh captain stewart has mad doofus vibes oh yeah he's a he's a total goober it's just so funny, dude. It's like this sort of like the leering. Like, he's really, <laughs> he's really excited about this. Could be pretty persuasive, as you know. No, no, Raven. This is a different Captain Stewart. See, that's the fucking <laughs> weird thing about this is there were two Captain Stewarts, and they were two different people. And they both had the same mustache. <laughs> oh shit! Are yeah, you it's it's fucking weird because this guy is gonna get toasted in in a bunch yeah. of issues. And yep. then later, another Captain Stewart will take over. And then in the All Savage right. World, another Captain Stewart takes over. This dude's named Captain Stewart, man. They, they got that ambition, baby. And the, and the mustache. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch that sweet Ben Grimm cameo? Um, oh, right there? Yep. Top right. Yeah, yep. he's just kind of peeking out. Just the tiniest little orange rock. It could be the armadillo. Nah. Where are you guys talking about? All right, in the in the in the panel with uh with uh what's her name? Uh, Amanda. Why don't you like me? Oh, in the far right. Oh yeah, he's getting carried. Like the police are booking him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of Amanda Love is a weird character. Yeah. And we only, <laughs> only this is like the first time you really see her. Cause when we first met no, her No, he saves her, right? And from the warehouse. She was the one that got rescued from the Nazis in the house. By Star. And Dragon. And well, Dragon. Star and Dragon helped. Yeah. And she falls for both of them. Kinda. I think Dragon puts her on Star scent later. We'll get I think we'll get to that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, now she's obsessed with Dragon, but Dragon has still got Debbie Harris on the mind, so he doesn't want anything to do with her. The old affection rejection. Yeah, if only we all had Dragon's problems. Some do. Not me. <laughs> but some do. <laughs> so it's, it's Jack Stewart and James Stewart. James well, Stewart is the one in this. Now it's crystal clear. This is Jane? Like J A N E, no James. James. Oh, James. Like me. Okay, like you. Okay, and Scott James. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Perfect. Um, but we also were kind of getting the first like this is Dart's first meeting with. Hey, there's John Day again. On well, John Day, this issue, but uh, mm-hmm. Dart's meeting Frank for the first time, and I guess Dragon is meeting Dart for the first time because Dart premiered last issue while Dragon was out of town, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out with Ninja Turtles. Um. So this is Dragon and Dart's first time to meet. And, of course, Dragon's, you know, his usual self. He's just a total asshole. He's just a jokester. He's, he's joking. Yeah, he's joking. She's got, like, zero sense of humor. Yeah, but Dragon, I always find Dragon's sense of humor to be kind of irritating. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. That I think it plays well, like, how how know we I, I don't think he's joking. I think Dragon's just like, like this. Yeah, but they always play. He always plays Dart up as kind of like stuck up. Yeah, like better than thou. Yeah, well, who's he to say? Well, then I know that Pinup. I'm just saying, Dart's cooler than Dragon. Awesome. Is all I'm saying. Dart's cooler than Dragon. That's my Get hot out take of here. Today. Yep. She throws darts. Yep. Yeah, she's a dart thrower, dude. No way. They're not even exploding darts. Like <laughs> that's just why, regular that's how, ass. That's darts. why she's so cool. <laughs> no god sword dude this is like dark proto dart i can't support this dart. wow proto dart that's harsh yeah sorry truth hurts medicine's bitter you're just a proto dart first dart no wonder dragon's clown in her she's not a threat at all dude i love this 90s rubble like other just like fucking rubble exploding everywhere follow my lead on that page yeah yeah just bursting everywhere splash Hell yes. Even the double page splash is cool. Giant barbaric. Barbaric is such a cool visual. He fucking is, dude. See, I've always found barbaric kind of plain. Well, you know what his uh, outfit's based off of, right? Um, is it Cable? Cable? Or I mean, like, I think it's, it's kind of like, what was that, Sean Connery? Oh, right, like, Zard. Off Zardos. Zardos. Yeah, where he's got like the diaper. Yeah, the <laughs> I see it now. I'm saying, I'm not saying that's for sure, but I'm saying, like, dude, that's the same kind of vibe I'm getting. It shouldn't uh, work, right? Like, I just, just like it. I like the color ready is he always like pops on the screen on, or on the page, I should say. And I think there's good faces in this too. Like, Dart looks like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. 
giant Ooh. zit, man. <laughs> just, just kind of got fish face. Like a I always shot. thought Cesspool's a fire guy, but I guess I was wrong about that. I haven't read a lot of stuff with Cesspool. That's Inferno. In Inferno yeah. is the fire guy. Yeah, this is pus, dude. Yeah, he's a pus guy. He's shooting pus everywhere. And it's just pus. It's not, so even, a, it's not, even, it's not even acidic pus. It's just pus. Just pus? I think it's acidic. No? You think? I think it's just gross. Yeah, because it, it hits it, dragon and it's like... Psh. Yeah, but it isn't like burning his clothes off or anything. Yeah, I think that's going, just like stink. crap, yuck. Well, I guess... I swear it is, because I feel like on his other appearance... I guess, I guess maybe it is, because dragon's shirt is ripped later. Yeah. I do love, like, how she just kind of plugs him up with her darts. <laughs> Crummy yeah, darts... Do, don't mean a thing. I do love how she like goes back to Dragon. She's like, "You were really impressive to watch. I learned a lot." And he's like, "Oh, shut up." <laughs> See, Dra- Dragon can't take it. That's why he's an asshole. Yeah. No, dude, they're having they're ribbing. It's like camaraderie. That's not ribbing. That's Dragon not being able to take a joke, but he can sure dish him like an asshole. <laughs> Sorry, I like I, this, I, I, this is a hill I'll die on. Dragon is not a good person. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that, I, is that, I, I, em, is that Emperor Kerr in him? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's a funny twist. Yeah. To view that way, to like dart better than Dragon. Dude, I love how Cesspool just turns into like a normal guy when all is like... Get all the pus out, it's just that pus dude. comes out, it's so gross. He is gross. Absolutely revolting. And like the pus is drooling out of his fucking mouth. Ugh. On the other page, like, oh, dude, it's revolting. Like, just... Well, just think how bad it is to be him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just misunderstood and angry at the world. Look at that dragon face on the big, uh, the Burkathooms-ish the page. Uh, the bottom... Okay, the dart page where, where she's making a joke at his expense right next to it. Yeah, there's a row of four panels yeah, on the bottom. Yeah. Look at that, that second from the left one. Dragon's face, smug face. Mm, it's the smuggest. Look at that face. It's really well drawn, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, and then Barbaric's right next to it is good too. Like good expressions in this whole issue. Like mm-hmm. it's funny as this issue, dude. Was Coloring's like back really in on point. Ninety three. Like it's funny because like we were talking about like how early issues are like oh you know this is a little off or it's a little rough but it's still kind of good. But like already here we are at issue four. And, like, dude, I think this issue still holds up. Yeah. I think this is, like, the first issue, not only, you know, the cover thing, but the first issue that feels like a modern, uh, uh, a current issue. Not a current issue. What am I trying to say? It's the first issue that feels that has completely gelled, like, artistically. Yeah. Yeah. His fin is starting on most panels to come straight out now. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the beginning, but as you get towards the end. It's all over the place, this issue. But as you get towards the end of the issue his fin like the, that panel you pointed out Jim and like the panel on the next page where he's talking to like to Barbaric, Barbaric and Ricochet yeah like his fin is looking it's still got more segments but it's looking like the fin we know mm. you're right on the very last page of the dragon part of this issue like dude it's straight up modern fin yeah almost like real close Five um, segments. So the big thing, the big thing about this story here is that basically Dart and Dragon are recruiting Barbaric and Ricochet to be part of their new freak force on the police force. Mm-hmm. But uh, once they get back to the police precinct, it turns out uh, Ricochet is too young, and so she has to go away. 
gets mad. Gets mad that she's being left out. She's like, I'm gonna bounce. Bounces head first off the little concrete ball. Yeah. <laughs> Boink. She's got fun powers. Uh, aren't used enough, I feel like. Yeah. Agreed. But uh, we also get very end, and this is a really short story. I think there's only 16 pages, this main story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we get a little bit of that tease of, um, oh, what's her name? I don't think they give her name here, but she's... It's the Rodney, Rodney's grandma. Rodney's grandma, and this is yep. going to be an ongoing plot thread for a little while. May. <laughs> where she believes Dragon is her missing son, or missing grandson. And so this was like an ongoing plot thread about Dragon's origins. A big, mm-hmm. is, is this who Dragon is sort of thing. Right. Which will get resolved in a couple of issues. But, uh... I, it was still fun. I, I wasn't there at the time, so I don't know how much people, how much stock people took it. I think it was fun. It felt like because again, like you didn't have too many of those. Like my origin is a complete mystery, guys. Like you had Wolverine, but like they're obviously they were not in a rush to like write or tease anything for Wolverine for like fucking decades, right? So like here, this dragon issue, it was kind of cool because it was like there was the whole mystery of like. Oh shit! Like Rodney, if the readers don't remember, look, basically just looked like Savage Dragon if he was a white dude with a big green mohawk, and so it was kind of like super, super believable that it could have been him because he was just drawn just like him. Oh right, he was in a he was in a, like a frame portrait in like one of the earlier scenes, wasn't he? Yeah, when you first see this old hag, she's like, "Oh Rodney," and you see the picture of Rodney, and he just. Dude, he's got look a green mohawk. Yeah, he just looks straight up like Dragon, but he's just uh, got skin and. He's got a green mohawk. So, pretty good fake out at the time. It, I was like, shit. <laughs> Is Dragon going to be just a normal dude? Like, what the hell? I had no idea. I was, it was kind of like, who? Do you remember how you felt, Craig? Uh, I felt like it would be too easy for him to be it, but I just didn't know. I was like, eh, maybe. Uh, but I didn't know. I, I didn't have like a strong reaction either way. I, I was hoping it would be cool whatever it was it was a good building subplot i thought yeah yeah and that was the big thing i mean back then too we forget but you know for a while it was like what the hell is he and where did he come from yeah they talked about it all the time oh are you an alien which hilariously was like the truth yeah like oh are you, is he an alien oh is oh, he a freak? lizard guy <laughs> yeah, exactly. reptile guy I do want to give a shout out to the super ambitious coloring choice to put the shadows from the slats in the windows on Dragon's head and on uh, Cesspool. That looks good to this day. Yeah. Like, I think that's really like kind of a crazy coloring choice, but man, looks good. Like oh, you guys yeah, said. yeah, I see it. Yeah. Really short main story, but goddamn. Lots happening. And then we flip the comic <laughs> over. Who do we see on the back but Mr. Adam Hughes? Yep. First appearance of Rapture. It is. Um, so yeah, this is... Uh, let's see here. It's got a cover here with Rapture and Ricochet. And it's called Rapture and Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, neither <laughs> of them have logos. So is this, this lead directly from... The, the lead story where Rapture is kind of left now? Uh, Ricochet, but yeah. I and Ricochet. Yeah, this is basically immediately after she left. She runs into this situation. Is this the first 
uh, issue where there's a let me see a, a Josh Icorn uh, hired goon dig yeah, yeah I there isn't one on the in the front credits but there is one in no. the back credits that is I also suspect the squeaky gag was because they had the room to put two credits hmm. so they thought they'd just have some fun mm, maybe but yeah I mean so, I don't I don't get the joke but <laughs> like here are normal credits like nobody's been fucked with here yeah so this is written by Eric Larson penciled by Adam Hughes inked by Carl Kessel Carl Kessel's Another legend of uh, writer inker. Uh, mm-hmm. He worked. He worked. Did a lot of work at DC for years. Uh, letters by Chris Iliopoulos. Colors by Olaf. Uh, Anita uh, Antonia Cole. Editor Janie Wong. Hired goon Josh Iverson's wife. Yep. Yep. So. This is a bit of a kind of an origin story of Ricochet in a way. And, uh, uh, Rapture. Them yes, up. Rapture. you do keep releasing them up. But yes, this is kind of Rapture's origin story. So easy to make story. a mistake on a podcast, isn't it? Not mm-hmm. at all, no. <laughs> you had to really work I at it. I correct myself immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was to just call her Ricochet throughout the whole <laughs> podcast and the podcast after that, maybe we'd have a problem. Coventry of the sword. I wish you died overseas. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that gem is just friendly ribbing. Is it? <laughs> yes. I think you're just an asshole. Okay. Well, we'll see. I wish you were both dead. <laughs> See, I can play too. <laughs> I will say that uh, I think that this is uh, absolutely still holds up. Like we were talking about, like the main story still holding up and not having like artistic weirdness. Dude, this could have been done like yesterday. Like this is beautiful. This back yeah. section is fan fucking tastic. Yes, yeah, so we find Ricochet uh, coming on upon a scene in an alley where this woman with lightning powers is threatening a man. And basically, she's telling the man uh, that he's uh, uh, killed uh, one of her friends and that she's going to kill him. And Ricochet doesn't like that because she thinks killing is wrong. And so Mm -hmm. we get out. So basically, Ricochet comes in and stops Rapture from killing this guy, murdering this guy specifically. And so they get into a fight. So we actually get to see both of them kind of using their powers in interesting ways. Yeah, I love that spinning takedown that Ricochet does. I think this is the most like we action like we've seen from Ricochet to this date. Well, when you when you give her more than like a page, you can actually get some really cool stuff out of it. Yeah. That neck twist, dude, is great. Yeah. Like the way the lettering like flows with the motion and Oh, dude, it's good. Yeah, I will say this about Hughes. He's really good at page panel layouts and, and choreography. I really like it here at the bottom after he does. she does the twist. She lands, and you can see her T-posing with mm-hmm. her shadow, so you don't even need to see it because the shadow mm-hmm. tells you. Dude, that's good art. I think that's really clever. That's good art. Yeah. A lot. I will say this: like a lot of the dudes that are really kind of like illustrators, like we were talking about, like Dave Johnson in the earlier, um, in the last episode. But like a lot of the guys 
and Dave Johnson's good. I'm not saying this about him, uh, but a lot of guys that are really good illustrators are poor visual storytellers. Mm-hmm. And you can't say that about Hughes. Like Hughes has storytelling chops too. Like he can Absolutely. tell a sequence. Yeah. So it's really cool. You get to see him do like motion, which again, Hughes is another one of those guys that has just fallen into cover making land. So this is a real treat. Like to this day, you still don't have a shit ton of Adam Hughes interiors. You know what I mean? So it's cool. Yeah. Yep. No, I, a lot of the background stuff, like Ricochet getting electrocuted and going flying and she's in the background you see her land and then another panel you see her kind of just getting back up to her knees yes dude yes and then i love this larson does it seems to do this a lot too like shadows against brick walls Mm -hmm. always great looking yeah it's a good visual because just like what jim was saying with the t-post even though you can't see rapture in that panel right. you just you see the like doing yeah you see the pimp with the gun but like you could tell she's got her hand held out at him so mm-hmm. it's cool man it's like he's got his gun on her she's got her hand at him like that's uh, good stuff good stuff and this is one of those rare instances too where again it's funny because like this is 93 but like i feel like the colorists are kind of getting like more com- comfortable too. Like there's not too much weird coloring going on. Right, right. Like that one after um, the panel where you see Ricochet getting on her knees in the background. Mm-hmm. Like the coloring on that panel specifically is absolutely ridiculous. Like in a good way. Like whoever they just went way overboard. On, oh, yeah, the, lighting. On, the, on the lighting details in like the in like the most excellent kind of way. Well, even too like on the next panel, you see like her nose, like all that's actually drawn, and the in the crap panel is her nostrils. Mm-hmm. So it was left up to the colorist to really like render that nose, give give all that depth and detail. Yeah. And he did; they did a good did. job. Like if you use shitty cuts, you can make a face look terrible. And but to like, be man, fair, that's kind of Hughes' way. Like, yeah. even to this day, he generally just does the lines and lets the coloring, like, do all the, like, like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Depth? Yeah, the uh, render. Rendering, like, he does yeah. a lot of rendering in color. And uh, if you want a really great example of modern Adam Hughes, um, how different his uh, line work is from his finished, um, Google is Sabrina the Teenage Witch cover. There's a Sabrina the Teenage Witch cover. It's very easy to find the black and white line art. And then to look at the finished colored piece, it's insane how much work he does in Photoshop. So, yeah, it's cool, though. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, so the the guy pulls a gun, uh, takes a shot at Rapture. She blasts him, off, gets him off his feet. And she's ready to kill him, but Ricochet comes back, begging her not to kill him. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit more of a fight. Ricochet won't stop, but Rapture keeps knocking her down. But in the end, Rapture decides that it's not worth killing the guy, stooping to his level. But then... He was her pimp, right? He was her pimp, yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, well, yeah, and he had killed one of her friends, one of the other uh, prostitutes, and... So uh, she gotcha. was going to murder him, but now she's going to drag him down to prison, or down to the co- down to the police station. But instead, he gets a hold of his gun again, and before he can shoot Rapture, Ricochet manages to knock him off his feet, 
mm-hmm. and Rapture blows his head off in self-defense. Yeah, it's awesome, With dude. electricity. With electricity, yes, absolutely, because that's what she does. I would love to see Malcolm do some stuff like this. Like, he generally just uses his powers to, like, shock people with his fists. I'd love to see him, like, projectile some lightning every now and then. I think he, I think it's harder for him to do stuff like that. I'm pretty sure, like, it's a limitation of... Sure, he she was his mom, but he doesn't have quite the same control as she did. Sure, that makes sense. Do you guys remember this story was redone in Savage Dragon 100? Yep, uh, in that story, because Ricochet and Barbaric were never recruited to join the force, uh, Ricochet isn't here. And so Rapture ends up murdering the guy outright, which uh, makes her a murderer and drives her crazy. Dudes. Yeah, Take a so look she at had to be a fugitive. And it was uh, it was inked by Bruce Tim on the issue 100, which was cool. I gotta check that out. I forgot all about that. Oh, you did? Well, that's that's why Rapture was such a mess during that period, is that basically by becoming a murderer, it just kind of ruined her. Both because she had to run from the law and also the guilt. When she electrocutes a dude, if you look real close, it, like, blows his fucking foot off. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's in pieces. Like that's his fucking, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> that's cool as shit. And then, of course, later on... Because she murdered the guy, that's what gets Solar Man to kill her. Because she's a murderer. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay. Yeah. I gotta go back and read it. We'll get to that in a few years. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Otherwise, we got uh, just the usual assortment of ads. We got the Freak Force issue one cover with with, uh, this is the uh, Bridges cover, right? Mm, Yeah. Yeah, Vic Bridges drew that. Uh, we got Vanguard is coming, which we'll be covering soon. And issue number four of uh, Super Patriot, which we, of course, covered last time. Well, two times ago. And then... There's oh, my, one of the, either David. What is yeah, this? One of the greatest house ads yeah. of all time, yeah. dude. <laughs> the Doctor versus the Quack, the Scholar versus the Mauler, the Writer versus the Artist, Peter David versus Todd McFarlane live. With judges and everything. Wow. Friday, October 8th, 1993, Comic Fest 93. Let's get silly and Philly. <laughs> Finally, the truth will come out in this panel to end all panels. Three judges will oversee all the action. John Denovich from Hero Illustrated, Maggie Thompson from the CBG, and William Christensen from Wizard. Peter David has accepted Todd McFarlane's challenge to meet face-to-face and go one-on-one. No holds barred. <laughs> what is it even about? So... Were they writer versus were they feuding? It was more important. Oh, the, is, the, oh, is that what it was about? That makes sense. The only thing I know about this for sure, because I remember seeing and thinking about it, this Isn't stuck the, in my head. Does this tie into the, the for your consider Jesus. Does it does it, does this tie into that uh uh that letter someone wrote once? The uh Name with Hell? Yeah, that that letter. Wasn't that about that was Larson. uh partly I think. Partly, I will say the one thing that sticks out in my head about this is that I remember that, uh, I think it was Eric, said that for Todd it was just going to be a fun goof, which you right. can kind of see in the picture. Like, he drew himself like in a really jokey, demeaning way. Right. For the listeners, like, he gave himself spawn body, but, like, 
He's got his uh, boxers over the outfit and a smiley face instead of skull buttons. Uh-huh. And he he didn't really clown on Peter David. Like, he kind of just drew a character of him. Mm-hmm. And then, from what I understand, Peter David got at this thing and got serious oh. with his debate. So, Todd kind of came just prepared to goof around a bit. And, like, Peter David was serious about so it. So, you can watch this whole thing. Really? On, on YouTube. Dude! Um... Do you want me to read a little history about the debate? Yeah, guys? lay it out, dude. All this right. is the time this and place. Is from the CGC boards, which I just did a search. And uh, it's a, it's got a link to the video, and it says, a little history about this debate, courtesy of CBR. In the early 90s, Todd McFarlane and Peter David were both hot properties in the comics world. McFarlane had helped launch Image Comics, and his creation Spawn was a regular presence at the top of the charts. Meanwhile, Peter David was receiving critical acclaim for his work on Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man 2009. I gotta imagine it's 2099, right? I would imagine yeah, so. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099. And had, and had a regular column in the comics buyer guide. It was this column called But I Digress that was to lead to the strange, one of the strangest events of 1993, the Great Debate. <laughs> Despite McFarlane and David having a successful run together on The Incredible Hulk, relations had cooled off in the years since. McFarlane took issue with some of David's columns, believing that this was a further example of the way that the media did not treat him and image fairly. He issued a public challenge for David to debate him, resulting in a widely publicized event at, Comic Fest, at the Confest convention in 93 on the topic of whether Image and McFarlane had been treated fairly by the media. David was voted the debate winner by judges, but later wrote that he regretted his participation as it served no purpose other than to give McFarlane everything that he wanted. <laughs> wow, Game of Thrones, wow. dude. The Todd father played him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the whole Peter, if you look up Peter David Todd McFarlane debate, October 93 is hour and 15 minutes, the whole thing. Holy shit, dude. I I'm going to give internet. it a listen. I I'm love like... the internet. That's incredible. So, anyway, for the listeners out there, <laughs> if wow. you want more info, that's where you find it. Wow, dude. I guess not to dwaddle too long. We're going to keep it slim and trim this uh, episode. We're moving on to issue number five, which features something I think of historic note. The largest logo in the book's history. Yeah, I am, this has got to be one of the worst I am, Well, here's the thing. I say the dragon punching double header bit is really good. It just mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of energy, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of just real great poses. This big logo ruins it. The fuck yeah, is going on? Why the big logo? Come on. I mean, I guess, I guess be just because of how high in the air double header is, it would be very difficult to put Funny like, thing a is, regular size logo here. Even that, though it's bigger, I find it harder to read. No, it's stretched out. It's it's not even... Yeah. I mean, in fact, I don't think they just, like, photoshopped, stretched it. I think they may have redrew it, but... I... It just... It doesn't read. It doesn't look good. And, and, and Larson's, like, one of the best about readable logos. It's, like, something that he obsesses about. I gotta say, I feel like... There's a story I'm quasi-half-remembering about... The bigger the logo is, the more it sells. No, it was the bigger the character. Nah. The more it sells. Yeah, but there's something about getting that logo big. There was there was a reason. 
yeah. was it wasn't big for nothing, but like the reasons just totally escaping me. I bet Mark Wilson knows. <laughs> yeah, Only like son. more informed people like put together a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say also too that we have another squeaky gag in the in the credits under the coloring? Squeaky from Zendel. And none of the other people have squeaky anymore. Oh, dude, we're going to get to the bottom of this, dear listener. We're not going to leave this stone I also want to know why this issue is dedicated to Todd McFarlane. Yeah. In what way would it be dedicated? Maybe because it was after the debate and he lost? (laughs) Oh, that would actually be funny. America's favorite whistling hobo, Josh Eichhorn. That's a good one. That, that That is a good one, actually. <laughs> so, the very first panel of this is almost like a direct, like, continuation from the cover. Mm-hmm. It's the follow-through. If you flip them yeah. back and forth. It, That's true. I didn't realize that. That's good. So, oh, so yeah, geez. One of those good cool one, instances of a cover being your first panel. So, he's punching doubleheader in the cover, and then on the first page, doubleheader's like, Landing on his face. Is his face is faces <laughs> faces. Uh, and Dragon is mess. Uh, d- Doubleheader is a member of this spinoff group called the Annihilators. Mm-hmm. And dra- uh, vicious circle spinoff. Yeah. So Dragon is kind of butting heads, as it were, with uh, with uh, this new danger. I suppose. You got to imagine you have two faces, and like, what's your hair option? <laughs> just go with the huge bozo clown spikes you gotta wonder about doubleheader does he have the strength of two men probably when he uh when when he's negated in 75 he's, i think he's, he's two pe- two, two people, people right ah. he's the speed and strength of two men pretty good dude i'll <laughs> hey, accept that that's my head Double, cannon doubleheads <laughs> yeah double head thing would suck like a shitty Voldemort, but he's only got. Does he have two sets of eyes too? Oh yeah, yeah. He's two. He's got two mouths, two noses, two two eyes, four nah. eyes. Nah, I'm good. Four, Imagine uh, the top head sneezes. Oh man, that's got to be the worst. Being the bottom head, it <laughs> does have drool. to be the worst. Eating a chili cheese dog. Oh yeah, dude. Just slop hitting you in the eye. Like the the bottom one's eating. I mean, the top one's eating, and like he's like, "Hey man, put some in my mouth." The bottom head. <laughs> well, or if the top head eats and swallows, does it like go down the throat of bottom head? Hmm. Oh, that's rough. Where's bottom head's brain? Uh, it's just got it's just connected. Everything's connected to the top brain by these little cables. It's like fucking four lobes just jammed in there. <laughs> oh, dude, double header. <laughs> And uh, Dragon spots and, someone in red, blue, and gold flying overhead. Mm-hmm. But he, he can't. He can't accept that Mighty Man's alive because that would mean he's wrong. And Dragon <laughs> can't be wrong. This is more of your asshole Dragon theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, dude, he's just losing his mind. It couldn't be. Dude, he does draw good face facial expressions, though. I love the like the face palm of Dragon. Like, am I going crazy? Am I losing my mind? Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. Um, then we get to meet our new Chicago PD team. 
See, Jim, here's a case for uh, Dart being a butthole. Shut up, barbaric. What was he saying that was so bad there? He's rambling. I'd be annoyed by that, too. I hate ramblers. People who don't <laughs> shut up. Talk about themselves all the time. Raven. <laughs> I, knew you, I knew that's what you were going Whoa. for. I knew that's what you I knew that's what you're driving at. Oh, I wish you died overseas, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. It's too bad we don't name these retro uh we give these retro cast titles. It'd be I wish you died overseas. <laughs> I wish you episode ten, I wish you died overseas. <laughs> Now, the team looks great. I love Barbaric and Hortus, Dart, Rapture. Just so good. I want to say this real quick while we're still in the thoughts. Um, I never got this vibe, but don't y'all guys think that uh, Hughes' Rapture was kind of Tina Turner-esque? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Some of it even looked like it might have been photo reference. I'm not sure. Because sometimes, I don't know about Tina Turner specifically, but like sometimes like some of her features would change a bit. I don't know mm-hmm. if that was just her, him trying different things, but it almost always looked. It seems like a weird choice to have like another artist draw your character for the first time. Right. I was about to say, this is the first time we've seen Rapture by... Well, that's not true. We've actually seen Rapture by Larson through the previ- Ad. the ads for Freak Force. That, those oh, you're were right. Several weeks. Well, I mean, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that he had multiple drawings and stuff to show Adam Hughes like the model. Sure. But I'm just saying as a reader it's weird to get like your first taste of a character through like another artistic kind of another artist's vision. Right. Didn't or, Smasher or, was also introduced through Hughes? Uh not Hughes. So ba- Basher, right? Was Yeah, that was in Sex and Violence. Not this, Sex and Violence, the other one um no, this issue is. No, no, not not we're not talking about Money Man. We're talking about Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, oh, Jennifer was introduced Smasher. in in um, Smasher was introduced in one of the Sex and Violence, Sex and, right? Was it Sex yeah. and Violence? Yeah, yeah. And that, that was Hughes. I don't think that was Hughes. I think that was Hughes started, it, but didn't. It was going to be Hughes, and he got booted because he couldn't meet the time. Too slow. Yeah. Was it? I got to look it up now because I think I know because. He actually published pages from Hughes, I believe, in the back of one of the issues of Savage Dragon. So let that cook trades. your let that cook your noodle then. So here's Dragon, and he's going to hook up with one of these two ladies, and he's going to produce the lead for the next book. And Adam Hughes was going to draw the lead, both Rapture and Jennifer. Now think about that as their first appearance. Oh, we're we'll on the topic. Adam Hughes did pencil the first issue. Oh no! Yeah. No, there's two credited. There's Adam Hughes's credit. I, I think they just used his layouts. Yeah, Mark uh, Lipka was the regular yeah. penciler, right? Well, I don't right. know who that is. Nobody does. <laughs> Harsh. I mean, cold-blooded ice I water. I really hope he doesn't listen to the show. Ice water Olson. Am I lying though? Am I am I lying? Cold blooded. I mean, I'm not saying his art is good or bad. I'm just saying that nobody knows who he is. I mean, you got it. You did it. You killed him. That's true. Uh, Sorry. No, it's true. I will say. say, I didn't say his art was bad. Son of a bitch. He drew an issue of Mystic for Cross Gen, so I know who he is. 
You did a fill-in one issue. issue? I, you did a one fill-in issue for uh, um, Brandon Peterson on issue seven. I have actually read this issue. Oh, you know what? He's not a fill-in artist. He's a backup artist for that issue. That's what that is. Anyway, Nobody I know million dollar selling cross-gen line. Can I just say that uh, this is there's a you want to you want good faces. There's a plethora of good faces. Look at Captain Stewart on the top of the uh, page where Dragon's saying "Who boy?" Then look at Captain Stewart on the opposite page where Dart's saying "What?" He's got the, you can almost hear the <laughs> in his facial expression. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. He's he's going yep. giddy. And then, like, look at Dragon's big dopey smile when he's like trying to piss Dart off. It's good, dude. These are good faces, is all I'm saying. It holds up. Um, I will say, um, what's her name? Debbie Harris's mom here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's looking a little ripped. G milf. Huge shoulders, just the biggest. <laughs> yep. She's she's strong. She's strong looking. She's pissed because uh, the cops are interviewing her because she really did send Debbie's ex boyfriend over to try to like discourage her from being with Dragon, right? And didn't think that it was gonna lead to Debbie's murder. And now the police are kind of on to her. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, you old bitch. Now your daughter's dead. Suck on that, Granny. I'm sure we'll never yeah, see her again. Yeah, she's nah. not coming back, dude. Totally. Th- throwaway dork in this issue? Yeah, generic. Just a red shirt and some granny head? Get oh, out of here. I'm, I'm also... No, throwaway dork. Oh, no, I know, yeah, the yeah. The villain. I'm making fun of... Oh, uh... this guy. Oh, wait, no. Is that throwaway dork? I'm pretty sure. What, his actual Legendary. name? Legendary. Legendary. His actual name? Yeah, Who, you remember the what? letters column? He said, "What would they?" Somebody asked, "What was the name of that guy?" And he said, "Throwaway Dork." He lived up to his name. Yep, that's his name. That, Throwaway. That's dork. weird. Listeners, type up in the Savage Dragon Wiki. Throwaway Dork. He kind of looks cool to be Throwaway Dork. I don't even know why Overlord killed him. Seems just a little, little assholeish, if you ask me. He's <laughs> just super pissed off that the Annihilators are splintering. Yeah, up he from... just everything you said yeah. was true. And mm-hmm. Overlord didn't like that it was true. He lost his temper. Yeah, dude, you got to assert dominance over these freaks. Remember, that's a frail old man in there. It's true. He's got to show him who's boss. He's yeah. scared. He made Skullface nervous, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, sure, sure, no problem. It's a good thing that yeah, my I... piss is invisible, or this would be embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> This action page, dude. Look at Barbaric getting shocked. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I like that, and I love the panel of Dart flipping Horridus. Oh, yeah. It's an ass shot one. is freaking good. Action-y as hell, dude. Like, action-y as it gets. And, of course... And oh, my, is a hilarious, subtle comedy reaction yeah. to being thrown. <laughs> All these panels are just really dynamic. Mm-hmm. Of course, Barbaric's got to take it too far because he's an idiot. Yeah. Ricochet can't handle a building falling on her. 
You did it again. He's a guy named Barney, dude. Rapture. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh... Dragon saves her, of course, and she's real into that. Mm-hmm. And, uh... As you would be. Just... Who? Rapture. You said as you would be. Oh. Anybody, dude. He's a dreamboat. Oh, he's I... mean, he's, he's mean, he's green, he steals the scene. Yeah, Powerhouse is very jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get a little bit more of, um... What's her name here? Emily uh, Schwabart? Uh, no, Schwartzblatt. 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 Schwartzblatt sounds like a Savage Dragon sound effect. Mm-hmm. Like that's what Sav- that's what cesspool does when he like like pusses you against a wall. Schwartzblatt. <laughs> but her plot line's still moving along. Mm-hmm. As uh, as it does, um, she's still trying to find Dragon to confront him about being her little boy Rodney. Mm-hmm. And then, who is this guy strangling Frank? I, Strong arm. Because he looks like one of the uh, brute force guys. Not brute force. Nope. Is his name really Strong Arm? I'd believe yeah. it. For one, it you're a genius. For two, it's funny that he gets taken out by a strong arm. Just bursting through the wall. I don't, <laughs> think, I, I don't think he's one of Overlord's heavies, to be completely honest. His full name might be Strong Arm Weak Jaw. <laughs> that sounds about right. He just shortens it because he doesn't like the last part. It embarrasses him. Yeah. So Dragon's <laughs> here because Mildred called him. Uh, because Strong Arm here had grabbed Frank and dragged him off. Zark. So, yeah, indeed. And so Frank finally comes clean about everything. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's kind of a cool scene because you, you kind of get that origin story stuff. Um, again, because we, we got some of this back in issue one, when, again, fr- I think Frank was the one telling us Dragon's, like, or, uh, miniseries origin. Mm-hmm. And, um, you kind of read through this, and you're, you're thinking to yourself, Frank's admitting the fact that he manipulated Dragon, so how's Dragon going to react to this? Right. And I, and I always kind of like the fact that the first thing Dragon says is that I'm not going to leave the Force. It's all I've got. Because now that he's in, he's in. Yeah. Instead of being an asshole, right? Right. Yeah. It's almost like a nice thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. That yeah. seems like a, a, a I have nothing better to do sort of thing. Also, <laughs> right. his face is fucking weird in this panel. Nah, it's just the coloring. The face is fine. The coloring failed. Because what they did is they did some rendering that doesn't work. Like, look at those little You tiny... know what the problem is? I, you know why it looks weird? He's got no eyebrows. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. If you give him eyebrows, he look fine. But also to that rendering, bro. That rendering is not on point. No, Raven, you're wrong. It's eyebrows. Oh, overseas. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I get what you're saying. And uh, this issue's got a poster. Mm-hmm. An Adam Hughes poster. Oh, Adam delivering on what he does best, the pinups. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Now, you want an oogie face. I do not like the, the young cheerleader's face. It's kind of weird. Really? Yeah. I think it's fine. I do, too. Yeah. I think it's right, fine. Whatever. Guess I'm wrong. Majority <laughs> rules. late. A lot lately. <laughs> um, this, is this the first? I just is like how first, he's like is, Superman. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the Boy Scout cheerleader. Mm, American flag. Very is, patriotic. Is this the first poster? Or was there no. a poster? No. 
Or there There's a couple... been posters in the past. Okay. Well, there were posters in the miniseries. But not yeah. in the main series. Because I think there's posters like in every issue going forward for a while. Yeah, Cause, pretty much. Because it, it promises that next issue, a Twisted Dragon and Super Patriot poster by Jay Lee. Do you think anybody like... Because uh, it's right on the spine, which is actually really genius because you can pop your staples out and just take this poster out. But who'd want to do that? Just letting you know. I mean, that's a point. It's going to be worth millions someday. But just popping saying, the staples you, out, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to put them back is the problem. Oh, it's staples, just dude. Just bend them back. Just bend them back. But I'm saying, do you think anybody actually did it, or do you think people I'm just sure left it in I'm sure somebody did. I'm, I, I, I want to do it right now. There's nothing on the back. I mean, really, it's like you're not losing shit. There's just text. Do it, Jim. Hang it up above your bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, I bet you can find a lot of these Savage Dragon number fives all over. That'd be a good thing for listeners if they were just wanting to go that extra fucking over-the-top mile. Scoop up an extra number five and just pop those staples out, dude. How cool is Frank's 100-yard stare? It's good. It's really good. I like it. And like... How could I let this happen? and, and, And Savage Dragon showing us that men can express feelings. As they say, you're still my best friend. Nothing can change that. And they hug it out. It's important that you be able to express your emotions in a healthy manner. I mean, you know, when you're secure, you got nothing to fear. Exactly. Tell your friend you love him. Fuck it. Raven, you mean- I wish you died overseas. Oh! <laughs> I can we deal with see it. see a, a ton of the Annihilators, which is pretty cool. All of, of our favorite guys, characters. A lot of these guys you don't ever see, hardly ever. Well, who can we name here? We got Shard, I believe. Dung. And Dung, obviously, and Low Blow. Animal. My favorite Low Blow. Uh, Animal is here. Animal's the goopy one, right? Or no, Gloop, or is Goop Goop? Uh, All right, in the, in the big splash, Bloop. 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 Where is it? Which one's Animal? I think in this one, he's the weird, like the monster-looking guy. In the background? Yeah. He dies. Uh, he gets... Wiped out by uh, who's the evil Superman? Uh, Solar Man. Oh, yeah, Solar Man gets him. He has like uh, awesome. Uh, no, wait, that's not true. It can't be animal. <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's two. There's animal one and two. There's oh. different. He's named the same. Because animal uh, two is Jennifer's brother, right? Yes, and he looks different. He looks kind of like a weird. He looks totally different than this animal. Okay, but this animal has. I think it's on issue one thirty nine. He's like got a splash page. With like a bunch of the VC guys, and he's like dead center. Mm-hmm. But anyway, for the listener, yep. So, uh, but Cyberface is leading these guys. Yeah, Bulldozer is the guy like all the way to the right with like the weird armor, kind of like yeah, yeah. And you only ever see him in like those little square panels during like the gang war, and then you never see him again. And it's cool. This really cool page where everyone jumps through a window. Mm-hmm. And then the issue ends. Surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> Which is weird. Ending your ending your issue on a in a on a right page is very unusual. The poster must have fucked it up, dude. No, but the poster doesn't take up any pages. Oh yeah, duh. I I think it just is a space thing. Real quick, cyberface question, just yeah. for you guys. Do you looking at like his back? Do you envision him as like those are just cybernetic chunks on him? 
or do you think it's like some skin stretched over like a robot body or how do you think i i honestly i think i, I never thought i think it was it's skin. i think it's a costume i never noticed he had those like pipe things sticking out of his legs they're cool probably annoying to get through doors though or sit in cars. I always thought Cyberface was a cooler looking villain than Overlord. Big time, dude. He is. 100% agree. Cooler powers, too. Yeah. Like, in a way, he was almost as too powerful. Like, Well, at this point, it's he's like, he doesn't use his powers to his fullest. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, and of course, in the Savage World, he'll figure out that, wow, I can control the entire world. But right now, he's pretty limited. Mm-hmm. Also, he'll get killed soon, and he won't have time to develop his abilities. He'll just have a lot of problems. Yeah, he's actually he's actually gimped pretty quick in this in this in the in the original image universe. Remember, he'll get killed, and then he'll get possessed, and then he'll be falling apart because he's a zombie. So right. He, he never really has time to like really exercise like the extent of his power. Because something's always going on to stop him. That's what's cool about the Savage World. You get to see he really is a badass. Like, right. <laughs> he conquers the fucking Earth. But uh, this this issue, again, is another flip book. Uh, we get a Mighty Man story. Now, Mighty Man, he's got a cool logo. Mm-hmm. Reasonably sized, might I add. <laughs> yep, ripping out of the... It, it's funny, because the cover has him ripping out of the front cover. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fun, I suppose. Yeah, it works. It's good flip book logic. And who do we got? It's almost like copies that Soul uh, Star cover. Issue. Yeah, that variant cover. Because didn't it also have like Soul Star like all stretched out and big on that variant? I can't recall. Anyway. I think you're right, though. Well, that's a long ways down the line. Yep. All right, so we got credits here. We got creator, writer, storyteller, Eric Larson, penciler, David Williams, inker, Carl Kessel, again, mm-hmm. letterer, Chris Iliopoulos, Carlos Ribbon Rood, editor, Janie Wong, uh, film output, Tony Kelly, and uh, Kello Graphics. Uh, no Josh Icorn on this page. Nope, not a whistling hobo to be found. And this, so so this story is another one where, at this time, we don't know who Mighty Man's Yep, it's still a mystery, and this whole story does not do anything to clarify it. Uh, But it is primarily about Mighty Man and Phyllis. Uh, Right, her name's Phyllis, right? Yeah. Yeah, Phyllis. Phyllis. Uh, Stop clowning around, Phyllis. Isn't this great? (laughs) Yeah, so Mighty Man is flying her around in the sky. Phyllis Dieter. In a a horribly... I I gotta imagine, even if you're super strong, if you know the guy carrying you is super strong, if you're being carried under your armpits, that's gotta be super uncomfortable and fucking (laughs) terrifying. Oh, terrifying, dude. Can you imagine? I would much rather be carried, like, 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 in your... Like, like, lifted. Like... Can I say one thing about this page? The cars are freaking awesome on this page. Just little shadows and stuff. Like the colorist kind of colors in the rest, but I, I would like to see this original art for this page. That, yeah, that is pretty neat. I bet it looks good. I do think it's sort of an interesting choice to have like the sky be knocked out black. Yeah. But I like it. I'm not criticizing. I like it. 
I almost got a hunch it might be photo referenced. I don't know, dude. This looks like something you could make up. Not too much building detail, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go the other direction and say not. But um, Mighty Man takes Phils up to a roof where they have a little chat, mostly about um, Phyllis being really uncomfortable about Mighty Man, or Sam as she calls him, uh, basically doing the superhero thing. But then, like... Uh, something happens down below, so Mighty Man flies off to help, and he gets into a fight you, with Braun. Do you guys remember, like, Larson kept playing with things, like, you, you know, the Sam, Samantha. Well, remember, and, and we're then, experiencing it right now, in real time. Well, there was also the newscaster guy, Sam Hayes, mm-hmm. which if you rearranged his name was Shazam, so he was, like, trying to screw with us there. Mm-hmm. I still don't get why she calls him Sam. Samantha. Well, yeah, but that's her middle name. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Just a way to fuck with you, I guess. It is just a way to fuck with you, indeed. Uh, but Braun is looking a little small here than how I remember him. Well, this is his first appearance. He's usually depicted as a very big man. Oh, yeah. But he does hit Mighty Man with enough force to knock him into orbit, so... Dude, Dragon Wars Braun. Legendary. I love Braun. Braun's a cool character. Yeah. I think he's still alive. He was the one who survived. He was so strong. He fucking pissed. <laughs> he, he survived pissed, the transfusion. He pissed the dragon transfusion out of his veins. Yeah, it just bled out of his eyes and shit. It was awesome. I was like, oh, yeah. all that is so cool. Too fucking strong to explode. It's like the one person immune to it. It's kind of wacky. It's great. Somebody should be, is the thing. Like, that's the thing, is it shouldn't just be a cure-all that kills everyone. And, like, I remember there was that Invincible thing where, like, uh, he threw, like, an exploding thing down an alternate reality's, like, uh, Invincible's throat, and it, like, gored his guts out because he was soft inside. Right. I hate the soft inside idea. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Exactly. It'd be like if you were fucking brick on the outside, but jelly on the inside. It just I mean, doesn't would, work You would for die me. every time you got a hit, because your insides would just liquefy. Exactly. It's why you pass out if your head smacks into something. It's because your fucking brain doesn't stop, yeah, it and it hits your, your skull. skull. Exactly. Right, so, like, brawn here is, actually fucking makes sense. But he's still not strong enough not to get pummeled down by Mighty Man, because he is the world's mightiest man. True. Uh, but Phyllis is not happy about this. She's terrified something bad's going to happen to Mighty Man. Uh, even though he is clearly mighty and man. <laughs> it's the 90s by this point, but Phyllis is still rocking at 80s, dude. Oh, yeah. She's got a lot of big, hairspray. Big time, dude. Big hair. Huge. Good, though. A good little fight. It- I mean... It's definitely, this is the second Mighty Man story, I think, that we've had so far, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they've generally been pretty good. This one looks really good. I don't, I don't know what else, uh, eh, what, uh, David Williams has done, but, uh, he's definitely... <laughs> Craig, this is for your, this is your time to shine. <laughs> Nobody does. Who does? <laughs> Who does? <laughs> But he, he's got an Adam Hughes quality to him, too. Yeah, yeah he does. Absolutely. He really does. Um, 
I think I remember at some point, like, Eric saying he got a lot of flack for the backup stories taking away from the main story, and that that caused him to kind of do away with that. Hmm. Two, Stupid 93 punks. Six, eight, ten. They were great. Twelve. Are you counting the pages? I am. Sixteen. Seventeen. There's seventeen. I can see people being annoyed because there's only sixteen story pages in issue four and seventeen in issue five. It's one thing to have a backup after a 20 or 22 page story. It's another thing to give you less story and then have a backup. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's great Fair. to have more stories with, but if you're coming in for Eric Larson, you kind of want Eric Larson. I get it. But on the other hand, if it helps keep the the comic, if he's still writing it and it helps keep the comic on time, agreed. I don't know. They do that all the time at the major companies. You know, fill in artists to keep things going. Let me just add, not related to what we're talking about, but like some ambitious hair rendering. Like on Phyllis's bangs, you know? Dude, you love Phyllis's hair. Yeah, I am, dude. Look at Mighty Man's too, on the walk panel. Like, that's some colorist just being like, fuck it, I'm going in. Fuck it. Fuck it, I'm going in. Look at this. I'm going to just render this hair. Did you guys see the panel where it's like, when he's looking down below and sees Braun, like he's looking at Braun, and there's like a million sound effects coming up. That's good. That's good stuff. It's pretty cool. <laughs> just imagine Braun down there just fucking shit up. <laughs> well, shit, dudes. I guess that's a wrap, huh? No, that's a wrap. That is two Savage Dragon comics in the can. Slim and trim. That's how we do it here sometimes. And, uh,. <laughs> Uh, let me check my facts real quick. What are we doing next time? We're going to have to catch up on Turtle soon. Yeah, if we don't get any more oh, Savage yeah. Dragon issues, we're going to have to do something. Uh, cause we're, I got a feeling Savage Dragon's got to be around the corner. Got to be close, yeah. Well, we say this now, four weeks before this episode comes out, so... Um, yeah. It was no made publicly. He said it. Um, he's just filling out the backups of 250. Yeah, he's, and he trying, said, to get, he's trying to get ahead. Well, he just basically stuff. doesn't... He doesn't want a gap. He said, like, he didn't see a point in doing 249, having a big gap, then doing 250. Instead, when it comes back, it's going to come back. So it'll be like 249, 250, 251, just in a row. So, you know, if you're making the choice, that's the way to play it. Yeah, I think he's got to make it so 251 comes out quick after 250 because if you're pulling in any newer readers mm-hmm. oh yeah well i think i think i think he wants to get uh 248 249 and 250 out in rapid succession is what he really wants to yeah. do that's why he wants the backup stuff for 50 done so that when he gets to 50 he can just go i smell a status quo change too and like craig said i think like you don't want to introduce the status quo change and then just stall out immediately right. Like, you want to go. Like, imagine if Savage World started and then just stopped. Like, yeah. it wouldn't have made fucking sense to do it that way. I got a feeling that the Captain America issue jammed him up. And, by the way, do we want to do a review on that, too? We got to we'll, do something we'll on it, dude. It. All right. We'll talk about it off the air. 
Captain America the end. I mean, at one point, we got to talk about it on a FinCast somehow. Yeah. Where, yeah. Wherever I mean, we probably you turn it, that. At this point, we could probably turn it into a FinCast. In fact, we probably should. Savage Shield cast. And then we can do that and Turtles issue. And never <gasps> talk about Savage Dragon once. Bros, AmeriCast. <laughs> so anyway, pertaining to Savage Dragon Retro, though, our next chunk is going to be, we're going to space. We're going to do some Vanguard. Ooh. Ah. Next ne- ne- there's six Vanguard issues to get through, so the next two episodes are going to be Vanguard. Uh, nice, okay. dude. We'll I decide can... if we're going to try and cram all six into two episodes or if we're going to spread them out a bit, but we'll talk more about that later. A lot of crazy good artists on that. That's the thing. We, the Vanguard series, its its strengths and its weaknesses are going to be based on how many all these artists and yeah. consistency and whether or not changing artists every issue works. So I can't Jumad, wait to actually dude. talk about Spoiler, that. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> way, way to give the content away for free, Craig. <laughs> no one has to buy the cow if they get the milk. <laughs> for free alright so that's it for this episode of the Savage Fincast Retro as always if you want to give us a chat send us an email at savagefincast at gmail.com or drop us a, uh, a comment on our website at savagefincast.com Find thanks fellas Apple, Apple Music <laughs> thanks fellas <laughs> uh, thank you Jim thank you Craig yep good talking with you guys don't don't die that was only I for wish fun. you died overseas. I hope you live right here. <laughs> I hope you live forever. Undying, praying for death as the heat death of the universe. I will live on in the archived episodes of the FinCast. <clears throat> I am immortal. You, yeah, you can't. I have inside me blood of kings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. We out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Buddhist. <laughs>